Hi, I'm David Pogue. Welcome to the RV Navigator Podcast, your digital home for the RVing lifestyle. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com for additional information about each episode. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile studio that might be parked in a campground near you. Hello, this is Ken, your RV Navigator. And Martha, the co-pilot. And we're talking to you once again from our at-home studio, thinking about Christmas, planning on talking about Hearing the music in the background. Thinking about some gifts you might want to purchase your first favorite RVer or yourself. We should mention that this is the December 2022 podcast, episode 212. Ready for December of 2022, and we are anxious to get ready for Christmas. We're putting up the lights. We're putting up the tree today. Thanksgiving is over. We can start singing Christmas carols. But the stores have been full of Christmas stuff for Forever. weeks. Forever. Before Halloween. <laughs> so although we haven't done a lot of shopping, I'll tell you, this Christmas season keeps extending itself into the fall beyond uh, what I would ordinarily think. but People want us to spend our money, and this month we're going to help you do that. We have some excellent gifts, so stay tuned for the massive list of Christmas gifts for your RVing friends. But, you know, first we have to ask a question. Why? What happened? What happened? <laughs> I was going through our... Uh, download statistics, and we have had a double the downloads that we have most other months. We we average around eight, nine, ten thousand downloads every month. You know, that's the only way I can tell how many people. I don't know how many people are listening. I only know how many people are downloading the the episodes because that's what our server the statistics. It can't tell. Oh, it does tell uh, streaming. I had about seventeen hundred streams last month. How does that is, compare? to Previous months. More, Huge. More. This is double what we've had in the past. So, dear listeners, if you are new to the RV Navigator podcast, please tell us why you suddenly started listening. And if you're in the know somehow and you heard someplace, it must be somebody who talked about it. The last time we had an experience like this yes. was when we were on TV on CBS Sunday morning two years 2019, ago. Now, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then the increase in listeners was predictable to us. Yes. But this we time exactly we have absolutely no idea how this bump occurred. I just looking at the statistics for the end of the month, and whammo, there were double. So we, we had almost 20,000 downloads last month, which was <laughs> costing us big bucks. <laughs> Shall we continue with our charitable organization here? I guess so. Merry Christmas from us, yes. yes. Um, we wanted to start with an email we got from a listener named Kevin. I'm going to read it to you. I don't remember for sure when I first started listening to your podcast, but it was long enough ago that I downloaded it via iTunes on my Mac and synced it over to my white click wheel no, iPod. That was a while ago. Those click were, wheel iPad. Those were the days. iPod, yeah. Well, an iPod just in and of itself is ancient. I have a request. Would you consider bringing back the RV Navigator podcast? Bringing it back. What I mean by that is lately your podcast content Ooh. has been 75-plus percent in regards to your cruising and overseas travel, and then something, something tangentially related to RVing thrown in. 
to be clear, there's nothing wrong with the travel you're doing. There's nothing wrong with wanting to talk about it on a podcast. But I subscribe to your podcast for RVing information. Maybe an analogy would help. Let's say I'd subscribe to a podcast called the Mac Users Podcast, <laughs> and then Which they started spending the vast majority of their time talking about PCs and Windows. Which they don't. I think I hope you see where I'm going with this. I'm not mad or upset or anything like that. I don't care for the direction the podcast has taken lately. Thanks for considering my thoughts. And we certainly are sensitive to this issue. But I know that more than once on podcasts I have mentioned my concern about yes. that. But we talk about what we're doing, which for many years was mostly RVing, and now it's mostly other things. So I wrote back to him, and I think I'm going to read this verbatim as I wrote it. Um, we, we always appreciate emails, and especially ones that are from the heart. <laughs> we don't want to abandon any listeners. But... Things have changed. Thanks for the thoughtful email. You, you are among several others who have expressed thoughts about the direction of the podcast. This has occurred to us as well. However, the majority of our listeners have embraced our change in direction to include more general travel topics. We have generally heard from new listeners that are not our veers, but listen because of the broad range of travel topics. Hmm. Not that we don't take your suggestions and comments seriously, we do. But as our lives evolve, we see the podcast topics evolving as well. We do try to balance the podcast agenda to ensure that we have at least 50% of the time devoted to RVing. That will continue, although sometimes we have a hard time finding new RV topics, especially ones that have not been already addressed. Not being on the road limits our, per, our RV perspective. This, plus being 1,000 miles from home and outside of the United States with limited Internet, makes keeping in touch with the RV world difficult. The podcast has always been a reflection of our retired lifestyle and interests, so it is bound to change as we live our lives. COVID, of course, changed our direction as well as that of the podcast. First, we were locked in the RV for more months than anticipated, which was reflected in the podcast agendas. And now we are recovering with a lot of makeup travel outside of the RV. I think our more RV-focused episodes will return once our non-RV travel returns to normal. However, 2023 will still be a recovery year since we have several major non-RV trips planned. Sorry, but our monthly chatter will continue to be about our current adventures with the few RV topics thrown in. We welcome you as a listener and hope that you will continue. But honestly, as explained above, this podcast may no longer be of interest to you. I agree with your computer analogy, but we have too much invested in the podcast's name to make a change. We feel that most listeners subscribe to listen to us, not because of the specific topics. We engage their imaginations, and they live our adventures vicariously, regardless of the travel specifics. We hope that you agree, but if not, check in with us in a few months and see if our topics have changed more to your liking. As you know, we are totally non-commercial, by choice, so the metrics of the audience is, has no impact on our topic choices. We never clickbait or extol listeners for commercial reasons. So far... We have been lucky that the thousands of downloads have led to a loyal group of listeners who agree with our philosophy and continue to be in our audience. Okay, so 
that kind of sums up our philosophy, and we would definitely like to hear from a broader audience. And we know that his criticisms were uh, from the heart, and they were uh, indicative of other people's feelings, too. We hear you, but our life is our life. And even though we spent six nights recently at a campground in Florida, it was not an RVing experience. We were camped, in quotation marks, on the lot that we own in Florida at the Great Outdoors in Titusville, and we were there to power wash and to prune. And these topics were not very interesting for us to complete, and I can't imagine making them very interesting for you to listen to. So it would just be fabricating something if I said, yeah, we were at a campground. We were, but we were not camping. Ah, but here is an RV topic. Are you ready? So this one is a... I'm, I'm paraphrasing an email, which I couldn't find uh, the email again, but a listener had, he said, professionally installed two six-volt batteries into his travel trailer. And he said, brought it home, ready to go camping, and I plugged a device into the plugs in the wall, and they didn't work. Did I get taken by the dealership who installed the batteries? Oh, this is a common problem that people have as they begin RVing because they don't understand the difference between the 12 volt and the 120 volt. The plugs in your wall or the plugs in the RV are 120 volt. There, the batteries do not supply power to that unless you have an inverter. This is a common issue. Do most trailers have inverters? I'm no. thinking not. Yeah. No, and he was his batteries were installed correctly, but what can he run from those two new batteries? His well, furnace. Probably his refrigerator. Probably the refrigerator if it is. If it switches between propane it, and electricity. Exactly. Um, he can run the furnace. He can run the water pump. He can run lights. All of the lights in most RVs are 12 volt. Are DC. Mm -hmm. So they will run off the batteries. And all of that, you get into the RV and you turn on the switches and the lights come on. And then you plug into the plug in the wall and nothing happens. I can see that that would be an issue. But And if you're plugged in at a campground, it becomes even more invisible to you yes. what kind of power is coming from where. Exactly. So if you would like to use the plugs and have only battery power, if you're going boondocking, for instance, then you need to have an inverter. And this is a basic item that you can purchase at a lot of different places. It can be wired in, or you can just plug it into the 12 volt, and you would plug into the inverter then to get your 120. You think that helps? I hope so. We try it's to give a we confusing. try to give a few tips. It's confusing. And you know, we got a lot of feedback about T-Mobile. Yeah, good information from you to us, which <laughs> right. we have begun acting on. A listener Brandy in particular sent in several comments about our plan switch to T-Mobile. As I said, several of you actually helped us quite a lot. Um, we have decided to switch to T-Mobile because of their international plan. And because of what you told us about your experiences. And she alerted us to a potential problem in that if you travel overseas for more than two months, something we frequently do, that T-Mobile will not continue the overseas plan uh, without extra fees. Hmm. So that could be an issue. But regardless of that, uh, I had a over $200 bill from Verizon this month. Oh, I felt like an idiot. <laughs> because... If you do anything online any day that you're outside of their coverage, it costs you 10 bucks a day. 
And they say, oh, well, it's 24 hours of, of lim- unlimited Internet and blah, 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 blah. But if you accidentally receive a phone call overseas, it costs you 10 bucks, And then that starts the clock for the 24 hours of, of service. So our bill is usually around $100. So we had uh, 10 accidental days or so. Actually, it was $230. It was us, 10 yeah. accidental days of uh, accidentally using their service. And this could have been easily solved if we would have had T-Mobile. I don't quite understand how it happened. I tried to keep my phone in airplane mode. I thought that would do it and just turned on the Bluetooth and the Wi-Fi separately. But we did get calls from home that we did not answer, which I'm guessing is how those days kicked in, which made me feel stupid and angry. So if we switch to T-Mobile, I won't feel stupid and angry anymore. Yeah, so we actually went to the T-Mobile store the other day, and their plans were the way they explained it was so confusing that we walked out. Part of the plan was that Ken wanted to buy a new iPhone, and they had a good deal where we would buy it through them, which involved unlocking our frozen credit from the agencies that monitor such things. And we went home and unlocked one, and we came back, and they said, no, it's not unlocked. <laughs> the tale of woe. We still can't sell you the phone. Anyway, well, these little problems will be worked out. There are many T-Mobile stores in our area. We might patronize a different one next time. And? I'm going to buy my phone from Apple uh, and unlocked because if you buy it from this was one of the issues this is that we wanted it unlocked so that we could add other services as we went overseas as you know from previous uh, episodes of the RV Navigator Aerolo makes very nice eSIMs that work throughout the world and they can uh, be loaded onto your phone through the eSIM but you can't do that if the phone is locked or at least that's my understanding so we wanted an unlocked phone, and, and T-Mobile said we couldn't unlock it for 45, 45 days. days, and, and blah, that blah, blah, brings blah, blah. us up to the point when we're leaving, and that made us nervous, blah, blah. So I just decided to wait uh, until Apple, Apple can't deliver an iPhone to me until the end of December. And now I'm <gasps> even wondering about that, because there are all these stories in the news about um, rioting iPhone workers in China because they're mad about being locked down again due to COVID. So. Well, I just, interestingly enough, got an email that pushed the delivery date forward. <gasps> Good for you. Good for Apple that they can deliver a little yeah, bit early. Yeah. So I'm hoping by next month we will be able to report, tell you that we have... Report on the rest of the But uh, in the meantime, uh, keep the reports coming and tell us uh, how you like T-Mobile and we will uh, report to you after we get the, re- the phones uh, connected up and working. And am I remembering correctly that people told us that the coverage in the U.S. where most RVers are going to use it is a little less comprehensive than Verizon's is that true yes so we are giving up that yeah but that I don't, but these days I don't know if that'll be really uh, that much of an issue and we're going to keep using a hotspot in our motorhome yes, yes. that's with someone else right to uh, hedge our bets now before we get into the to the high-tech aspect of this podcast the average U.S. household is hoarding over two thousand dollars of unused tech I didn't know what that meant, even when I read the article. That means that you have stuff that you no longer use that's just sitting around that's worth over $2,000. Which was only cameras. Well, they talked about old phones and all sorts of stuff. Uh, We have actually been had pretty good luck in turning in our stuff for used and getting money for it. Like the phone, I'm going to turn in my current phone. and it's You've going done to, it with some camera equipment, too. I've done, I've, KEH so, takes your old camera equipment and resells it. So 
We're not, hopefully, among the 2000 have the $2,000 worth of unused tech. I have some old cameras, but I think no one would want but them. But if you're interested, dear listener, and you'd like to read about this, <laughs> there's an interesting link on our RV Navigator website uh, that you can click on and read the entire article to see if you are in that category. Well, you probably know already. Well, when people buy toys, they're like kids. They buy toys <laughs> that look good at Christmas time, and then they... Don't get around that to using them again or don't have time to play with them. I trade it in. Get rid of it. Christmas comes to the RV Navigators. And, of course, the biggest present we can give you is for you to listen for 12 whole months to the RV Navigator. For free. For free. That's right. So maybe you should be writing a little uh, review on iTunes, and maybe you should be giving this information to a friend and tell them how great you think the RV Navigator podcast is. So you want to pay for even more subscribers? Is that what you're saying? More downloads? Uh, well, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but I guess so. So our first gift that we're going to talk about is the AirTags from Apple. Bought $25 each, and they allow you to track any device that the tag is attached to. Anything you can think of that moves around that you might lose or forget, you can tag it. And, of course, we put them on our suitcases recently. People put them on their car keys, car keys, on their bikes. I have about eight of them, and I have them on our car keys and ooh, ooh, on your bike. Yeah, I read somebody did that. Uh-huh. Somebody asked if they could put it on their drone. Basically, the answer is no. Would it make it too heavy or fall no, off? Or? No, but what's the problem? Up in the air, There's no and where the, if it if the drone lands right. unexpectedly, right. it has to be near an Somebody iPhone. Somebody else with an iPhone because it has no uh, actual connection to anything other in than and of itself. Uh, in and of itself, it relies on connections to passers-by iPhones. And if there's no passers-by, if it's down in a field someplace, there's going to be no iPhone within. 50 feet of it, so it's not going to know where it is. And if it's up in the air, it does not going to know where it is either. So I'm not sure putting it on your drone would be such a good idea, but most other things, it's very nice to know that your luggage is on board your plane. Yes, and that if someone has stolen your bike where it is, yes. if you're in a space where you share computers and things like that that somebody might walk off with. Right. Uh, we like the okay. AirTags from Apple because they have replaceable battery. So I'm about to replace the batteries in ours because it came back with a little message that said, you need to replace the battery. Previous versions of this, uh, non-Apple, had no way to replace the battery. So this way you can keep them working for years and uh, reap the benefits. Number two, the Bagu Standard Reusable Shopping Bag. I don't know about you, but I'm getting increasingly (laughs) depressed about climate change and global warming and feeling very powerless to do much of anything that will make a difference. But the one thing that has been easy for me to do is to always travel with my own grocery bags rather than taking them out of the store. Amen. And some places, as you travel around the United States, you will find that that's required, that they don't give you bags anymore or that they charge you for them if you don't bring your own. Yeah, it's a bag, geez, for plastic bags. So Bagu is a website that has um, very nice reusable ones. There are many other choices as well, but that might be a good gift for even people. Because our viewers are always interested in putting stuff in, in bags. bags. Yes. <laughs> a constant problem. And you may not end up using them all for shopping, but for storage. By the way, 
If you are interested in any of these items, you just go to the RV Navigator website for episode 212, and you will find links to all of these things as well as descriptions. So I know you're back there scribbling down all the, these top, these uh, ideas for getting your Christmas gifts, but much easier just, much to, easier go to, the just to go to the website and click on them, and then you can read it for yourself. HTGK Power Bank 500 milliamp with a 120 lumen flashlight. Every traveler needs to have an emergency flashlight. This one is a combination rechargeable flashlight and emergency power bank for your smartphone. Its body is durable enough for travel. As an RVer, I'm always trying to find things that do more than one thing. Yes, exactly. Um, So the idea of getting a decent flashlight and something that will give me an emergency charge on my phone is very appealing. As long as you keep the device charged. Charged. Nothing like turning on the flashlight. It doesn't work. With my inverter. (laughs) With your, yes. Oh, this you can run off the battery, though. You can charge it probably from the battery. The next one. You You can't can't beat the U.S. Park Pass for travelers in the U.S. who love the outdoor journeys. So buy somebody that you know that wants to have fun and recreation outside. The America the Beautiful National Parks annual pass, $80 or free for veterans and current military. And that will get you into anywhere all over the country that is federally managed. It really will save you a lot of money in the long run because it's not time-based, right? Right. It's, it's not good. for just this a year. This is an annual pass. Oh, this is an annual pass. This is an annual pass. We have the Senior Citizens Pass, pass. which is good forever, which is really nice. Fun Studio Personalized Camping Garden Flag. Welcome to our campsite RV flag for outdoor yard, house, banner, home home lawn, welcome decoration. What did I just say? Many RVers like to uh, plant their flag, so to speak, on their campsite. And this is one place where you can buy a cute one that is camping-oriented rather than holiday-oriented. People often have holiday flags. You can put your name on it, and people will know who who you are and where you're from. And that gives people a choice to stop by and say hi. So what this is is a cloth flag so it's light and easy to set up and it would have your name on it and uh, a little phrase like welcome to our camp or something like that so that'd be nice oh do we need another gizmo are you talking about the air fryer yes i know a lot of rvers like them and rave about them and and they have some versatility as i was saying i like gizmos that can do more than one thing and in the case of air fryers you can cook all sorts of different kinds of things in them they're not just for frying but they're healthy but that's a healthy cooking but they're big a lot of people have the room and it's easy way to cook things from fried and it's easy to have things that seem like they're fried but they're not really fried and with crispy outsides. And, of course, you need a fair amount of power to run this puppy. Anyway, here's an article about uh, air fryer. Do we have an air fryer? Not really. Well, we do. It's a multi-purpose. That's what we always have to do in the RV. So ours is a toaster oven with multi-functioning capabilities. Including air frying. Including air frying. And its liability is because air frying, by its very nature, tends to be kind of messy. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the easy things to do in an air fryer are pre-made foods like fried fish or chicken nuggets, things like that. And they eventually drip while they are cooking, and, and then you have to clean that out. Yep. And when you have a toaster oven the, with, with the grease, the crumbs, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, it gets kind of messy. So 
I, I'm not as much of a fan. Some of the rest of us. But are. I like. It tastes good. I like it onion rings. Good. So I like to have every it, once in a does. while. I just made them this last week after getting home and not having any on the cruise. We didn't have any onion rings, so I had to what make a, some. What a shame! And I made it in our air fryer, and so now I'm healthily using the uh, air fryer. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, next item. The G-Key Multi-Tool TSA-Friendly shaped pocket tool for a keychain that also opens bottles as a screwdriver, a ruler, a wrench, a bit driver, a file, a bike spoke <laughs> And key, many, many more. And TSA-Friendly. That's also important, too. Well, I always, I've for a long time, I've carried a box cutter. And these days, on airplanes, I can't believe this. Somebody threatened another passenger somebody with a... slashed somebody with one. Slashed. Yeah. With a box cutter, yeah, I yeah, mean, uh, yeah. which is a, a razor blade, but would be hard to use as a weapon anyway. And there I, again, this gizmo is very appealing because it does so many things in a very small... And you can just put it on your keychain because it looks like a key, and you can probably use it, go through TSA. So you can keep it there. And I can't tell you how many times, even on this last cruise, I have a multi-tool that's more like a Leatherman. It makes me think of Swiss, Swiss Army, Army knives, knives yeah, that yeah, are hard yeah. to get through TSA now, too. Yes. So I had one in my suitcase. And I used it several times on this last trip just because a screw needed tightening apart. or a, there was a something that needed to be cut with the scissors or whatever. Um, but anyway, this is a multi-purpose device. It's very small. And it's a wrench. Multiple screwdriver, all sorts of other cool things. A bike spoke key. That's handy. If you're riding a bike. Well, RVers <laughs> often bring their bikes. You're right. Okay, so next item. RV hose bags. When I saw this, I thought, I need one for my <laughs> garden hoses. Not, not well, just, it, yeah, fine. But, but it's labeled for separate compartments where you can roll up and keep neat your electric cords, your sewer slinky parts and your hoses. Uh, Would you want them all next to each other? Uh, well, that's, that's how the gizmo's labeled. I see that, and I'm looking at the picture here, and it's got three separate compartments for the electric, the freshwater hose, and the sewer. And I don't mind having the electric and the water, but I want to rinse out that slinky pretty well. Okay, the S'mores Company Caddy and Roasting Sticks Kit. When you think about camping, you think about campfires, <laughs> and you think about s'mores. And kids. And, and kids? No, I eat s'mores every time oh. I go camping. <laughs> oh, is that why we are as big as we are? Yeah. The triple ins triple insulated candy. Whoa, is that cool? Holds well, you know all- what? Your, your marshmallows to melt in the sun or in the heat of the summer. Uh-huh. So there's a reason for this. Or the chocolate. Holds all the s'mores fixings plus room for more with mesh pockets. Oh, I want to put my marshmallows in mesh pockets. It comes with a mini marshmallow bag, four roasting sticks, expandable to 34 inches, and a s'mores recipe card. <laughs> Does anybody not know the recipe for s'mores? We met people who never had s'mores. I know, but they would know the recipe. Or maybe they have gourmet what? recipes. People oh, no. are foodies these no. days. No! Recipes for s'mores? Well, like, what would you put on it? Jam? Well, I like to, to use cinnamon graham crackers. Oh, really? Yes, rather than regular graham crackers. Oh, so I you do have a secret. I wouldn't call that a recipe, exactly. But. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, maybe one of our... 
Oh, look at this. It's on sale and you get $3 off. Okay. Click on our link. So maybe one of our listeners would buy this and then send us. Test it. We could share it with one of our next episodes or that would probably be violating copyright law or something. I don't know. But this comes with, has four mesh pockets. Can you believe that? (laughs) (laughs) But it is a cute bag. Or you could just use a Ziploc bag and call it a day. But somebody gave us um, Uh uh, like a one-gallon paint can decorated Uh for some s'mores. And and I kept it and used it ever since because I like to put the contents of my s'mores fixings inside to keep them segregated from the mice who occasionally Uh invade our RV. But I'll bet you the can does not hold... The forks, which expand no. to 34 no. inches. No. Well, Is that far enough from the fire? 34 usually. inches? Okay. So you're the, you're the s'mores expert. Yes, I'm so the I, have to, I have to defer to you I'm for the all, the, all the information about s'mores. Next item. Whether you're shopping for a seasoned RV owner or somebody who's just starting out, this book will give them endless ideas on where to take their rig next. You know you can trust the travel experts from National Geographic to show you some of the most photographic destinations in the country. From national parks to beaches to battlefields, this book truly has it all. So it has 5,000 ideas from for all 50 states. So places to go, things to do, places... Th- things to see while you are on the road. And, of course, that's why we do the RVing thing is so that we can see the rest of the United States. We also have a book like this, which I can't give you a link to because we bought it quite a while ago, where you look up the state you're in and it tells you foods that are special Ooh. to that state and places to go eat them. So that's a nice resource, too, but yes. I don't know where we got it. Yeah. S- sorry, I digress. Another a nice uh, subscription that you might want to uh, gift is one for Harvest Hosts. Uh, we have been a member of Harvest Hosts for a while, and Harvest Hosts allows you to stay at many farms, vineyards, museums, stay in their parking lot. A boondock, golf courses. Golf courses, all for one fee. So it costs, I think, about $100 a year, and that gets you unlimited camping in a wide variety of boondocking spots boondocking. that so would be associated with some business. So you're paying for membership to knowing what facilities are in the Harvest Hosts network and where they're located. And being able to make a reservation. You don't pay anything for the place once you get there. Although it's kind of uh, the standard that you would buy something at the store. Inevitably, there is something appealing there. (laughs) The farms have fresh produce. I remember getting fresh chicken eggs in one of them or playing around a golf in the by the parking lot where we had left our RV. It's fun to do. It's fun. And we have gone to a lot of very interesting places that we wouldn't have otherwise gone and spent the night. And these days with campgrounds being so expensive (laughs) and boondocking become more and more popular after you figure out how to get power to your 110 plugs in the RV. With the inverter. With the inverter that uh, you can... Uh, use the Harvest Host website to or app in order to make reservations at uh, boondocking spots. Now, these are not public boondocking spots. It's not like you go to Quartzsite in the winter and just drive out in the desert. desert. These are designated spots, and they tell you uh, the size of the RV and what you can expect there in terms of uh, how big the parking lot is and that sort of stuff. One of the things that I've been doing is... Uh, digitizing all of my old pictures. And, of course, as winter comes along and you're not RVing quite as much as you might be other times, you might like to get the Kodak slide and scan film and slide scanner with large LED screen. LCD LCD screen. screen. 
I have an earlier version of this, so I haven't actually tried this one, but this looks very cool because it has a nice five inch screen and it takes uh, all types of old film or slides and will display the picture and then you can capture that on a card and put it into your computer at some later date. So that's a very nice system. So you don't have to have any skill, really. And there's no exposure. There's no messing around with anything. There's no setting it up because it's one device. You just take your old negatives, either black and white or color. It shows you, for the old color negatives, it shows you the picture is a positive. And so you can see it on the screen. Set yourself up. And you can do, uh, I was, uh, lots of pictures in a short period of time, thus making it uh, entirely possible to digitize your whole collection, not pictures, because those you have to scan, but those you can scan with your phone. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are lots of apps that will let you do that. So I consider that to be a fun winter project, kind of gets you back in the mode of looking at the historical record of your family and uh, seeing, you know, doing a nice thing that you can share with everybody. This would be cool to put up on a frame, take the pictures and put them onto a frame and look at Add a streaming service to your TV. I have the Black Friday deals for streaming services. And very cool that uh, T-Mobile is going to set us up. This is going to save us quite a lot of money, really. This is going to set us up with Netflix, Peacock, and Apple TV. Mm -hmm. They give us subscriptions to all three services. But if you'd like HBO or Hulu, Paramount, oh, Paramount Plus, Discovery, all of those are they're having special sales right now that you can get yourself a year or so for, I don't know, about 25 bucks in most cases. These streaming services uh, you know, hook up to your TV. If you do not have a smart TV, and you know what a smart TV is, right? With apps. With apps that connects to the internet. If you don't have a smart TV, then you get yourself an Amazon Fire or a Roku or an Apple TV, and that makes your TV into a smart TV, and then you download the apps for these various streaming services, and you're ready to go to see uh, on your TV. Sort of a brain transplant for your TV. Well, it ad adds additional services. It hooks up to the HDMI port, turns your, t your TV into a smart TV. For many, many years, people have been looking for a better mousetrap, but it appears that these days people are looking for a better cooler. <laughs> and we're going to put up links to two coolers that well, are, are quite pricey, I must say. Well, but they do a lot and have a lot to I think them. The, the Yeti cooler has gotten a reputation for being, you know, the ultimate of coolers. And there are now many competitors to the Yeti, and the one I'm recommending here is called the Brewmate. Brewmate. And... It has a 2.8-gallon uh, container for just water. It keeps ice for seven or more days. It fits 48 12-ounce cans or 12 bottles of wine. And it has all-terrain wheels. I'm imagining pulling this behind the <laughs> Well, this is a heavy-duty heavy duty gizmo, but it costs $380. And the Yeti is very much in the Pricey same category. Too. You know, $380 for an ice cooler is just, whoa. Now, uh, we bought a 12-volt rolling cooler. And this cooler is run by a battery and it requires no ice it doesn't require anything other than to plug it in and it will make ice or it can be a refrigerator 
You can set the temperature for what you want to you do. You can set the temperature by degree, and, and it will run off the little battery that I bought. It will run at least 12 hours. So I bought a lithium battery pack that, that can plug into it. External. And, of course, if you plug it into your RV, it'll run forever, which is what we do. We put it in one of the bays in our RV, and we bring it along with us, and it's an extra cooler and or freezer, however we want it to be. And we bought it at Costco. That's where the link We bought it at Costco, but uh, I think you can buy it at a number of different places. But I just don't understand the obsession with Yeti or these coolers. It's got a cachet to it. It's seven days of ice, is, yeah. but you've got to have ice. Well, if you're going out into the desert... I'm going out into the desert. This thing, the 12-volt the uh, refrigerator that's in this is very uh, power-saving. doesn't use a lot of power, so I think you could easily use it for quite a long time. Anyway, this is what we have done. If you want to spend $380, go out and buy yourself an ice chest. If you want to spend $270, buy yourself a 12-volt refrigerator, or which is about, portable. It has nice wheels. It rolls around. How about those flimsy diaper foam things where you buy a bag of ice and... Throw it in and call it a day. And that's what most people do, and that's fine. <laughs> but I wouldn't call a styrofoam cooler a very good Christmas gift, that's for sure. No, this will definitely impress your friends. You probably don't remember this next item, which is the microwave bowl hugger, but we already have this. No. And it was given to us by one... I don't even one... know what the hell a microwave bowl hugger is. <laughs> it was given to us by one of our kind listeners who made it for us. Um, she quilted it out of fabric that was RV-oriented, and it's sort of like a hot pad, but shaped to be able to wrap it around a bowl. So you might use it to take hot soup out of a microwave and keep Keep it warm, or if you're eating a big bowl of ice cream and you don't want it melting in your lap, you can use uh-huh. it to put a, big, oh, that's a, a bowl idea. of ice cream in it. It's an, a little bit of insulation. Uh-huh. Uh, so you can buy them pre-made, or if she is listening, she can tell us where she got the pattern from making these. If you're so, a, so you have to put some sort of structure in there? Yeah, it has a, a shape. It's square do, and then it, it wraps. What makes it wrap? Like darts. Darts? People who sew, people who sew know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not flat. It's curved. So you have to make darts. Yeah. Like darts. Okay. I need a lesson, I guess. Anyway, it seems like a good idea because I'm often taking things out of the microwave and they're hot. They're hot. Okay. Now, we don't have any dogs, but you got to include something for those people who are pet owners. And this is the Not a Hitch it's a campsite dog hitching system it's using climbing-inspired components and hardware designed with car camping in mind. This comprehensive and intuitive system allows your dog to roam at camp while remaining leashed. The Nada Hitch includes a strong rope that can be set between two trees or secured to a single post using <laughs> Ruffware, that's R-U-F-F, designed hardware and easy-to-use tensioning system. Your dog can explore their new surroundings while you go about camping duties such as setting up the tent, cooking dinner, and building a fire. (laughs) I guess you have to have a picture to see what this is about. I did look at the website, uh, and I don't quite see what the big deal is. It looks like they strung a rope between two trees and (laughs) And and clipped the leash over it, and the dog runs back and forth. To me, if I was a dog owner, I would like somebody to invent something that keeps my dog from wrapping himself around my ankles or my lawn chair. Well, maybe that's because the rope is up high. He can't wrap it around things. I don't know. 
So once again, our listeners will come through and give us the straight scoop. Maybe this isn't maybe this isn't a good idea. It looked like something that would be valuable on it to an RVer. So I included it in the list of Christmas gifts, and it wasn't that expensive. So this is for kids. This is the subscription box gift card and certificate. And this is kind of an educational thing. Give the gift of the outdoors. Our subscription program is designed to encourage education and skill development for kids ages 7 and above. Simply choose the subscription length or the amount you want to gift. Enter the recipient's email address and select a date to send your certificate for a downloadable certificate. And what this is, is it's little boxes kits for think kids to do things activities, activities outside. outside and it looked like kind of a fun thing for uh your grandkids or your kids and gives them something to do while they're rving okay next item light up holiday lights when you go to a campground and take a walk <laughs> in the evening you can see that rvers love to have strings of lights on their campsite <laughs> whether it's christmas season and or you've not you got to have them that are appropriate and these are very cool because you can get little... two different sizes styles there are some that look like trailers and there's some that look like class a's all right so you can pick the appropriate so, light shape. Uh, they hang along your awning. On, on a string whatever. Uh, for whatever kind of rig that you have. Well, obviously we could go on forever here with uh, our ideas for gifts. But if you go to our website for this episode, episode 212 for December of 2022, you will find additional links to lists that have other gifts it's the beginning of December, so you have plenty of time to order and get these things in your house and wrap them and ready for your RVing friends. You haven't milked so your I have credit about, card yet. I have about four or five different additional uh, uh, links for your viewing pleasure, which you can get other ideas from other people. A new RV idea, and this is one which makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, a new type of solar RV awning is here. And I said solar RV awning. So that must mean that you can bend these solar... Well, they've made bendable s solar panels for a long time, uh -huh. but these must be so, super bendable. So you, roll, you make so them this, into an awning, or you put yeah, them on Yeah, look at the awning. picture, yeah. yeah. So this is a... It is almost as if RV, RV awnings are mostly useless, accessory for your rig, rather than a functional tool. A U.S.-based company called Exponent Power aims to update your RV awning with a unique solar RV awning. It can take the wind and gather power. It's not cheap, though Exponent is calling their solar RV awning expanse. The expanse is 14 feet long and extends to about 7 feet out from the RV and provides 1,000 watts of solar. They claim it will fit most RV models, and they plan to start shipping in the second half of 2022. So it should be shipping now. And the picture is, is that you just unroll it where your awning is, and then the solar panels are exposed. What a great idea. It is. Getting more solar panel, because many our rigs don't have much uh, space on the roof for solar panels, and this is a way to, to add to that and make it uh, not only that, but it provides shade and that's of course why you have the awning in the first place is to make shade a great rv show we've gone from talking about our travels to rving in big time here to shopping to shopping oh yes uh, the second thing that the rv navigators like to do um so uh this upcoming month what are we doing 
We're staying home. Ah, we're staying home for another couple months. So the next big episode will be broadcast on New Year's Eve. And you know what that means. <laughs> Popping of the champagne. New topics. But we'll be doing it at home. For the first time in years. I can't remember the last New Year's Eve we were at home. And cold. Why are we doing this? Well, we have a little bit of extra time here before our next big trip. So the RV is going to sit in snowy silence in the storage lot for the winter. Yep. And I hope that you guys take your rigs out and uh, drive them a little bit just to exercise them every once in a while. I just did that with our rig. Unfortunately, everything was working well, and it seemed to be in good shape, uh, even though it is in storage. And, of course, it has been winterized, which is the first time it's been winterized in years. So uh, it's now in the frigid cold of the northern climes. Hopefully mouse-free. <laughs> Hopefully, we will not have any further problems. So, dear listener, we are nearing the end, and we appreciate all of your comments. We appreciate your emails. We keep try them to coming. Keep them coming. We like to hear from you, and we hope that uh, you have enjoyed this podcast, and I'm sure you'll tell us one way or the other. So let us know what you're thinking about uh, at rvnavigator at mac.com is our email address. We will see you in 2023 as the new year changes. Bye now. Happy travels.